Hey friend, so here's a quick suggestion right at the start that might help save you from a major letdown next time you're thinking about checking out a new restaurant. Before you go, Google the menu. Skip over the Yelp reviews. Yes, you can check out the photos on the website, but find your way to the menu as soon as possible. If it's six pages long, bail. I mean, walk away. Why? Because maybe it's possible that the new burger joint downtown also makes an amazing spicy tuna roll and a taco that will blow your mind. But more than likely, you'll leave with meh on your tongue. Because more often than not, to specialize in everything is to specialize in nothing. But if you Google the restaurant and find a one-page menu, and next to the descriptions of the dishes you find the words no additions or substitutions, book a table. Stand in line for an hour if you have to, because chances are you're in for a good meal. This episode is about finding more in less. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. One of my favorite things to do is check out new restaurants. I'm all over the top 10 or top 20 list just trying to narrow down what I need to try next. And in my limited wannabe foodie experience, the best restaurants I've ever been to know exactly who they are. And every dish they prepare is a reflection of that. They're comfortable with not appealing to everyone. In fact, they're willing to say no even if it means they lose potential customers. But many restaurants take a different approach because they feel the pressure to increase their offering so that they can cater to a wider audience. They need to fill more tables so that they can keep up with the competition. And so they pad the menu with more because it seems like the only appropriate response. But I think it's unfortunate. And the truth of the matter is I see that in my own life. I think we're all like that sometimes. And so we're in the middle of this series on enough. How do we know when we've had enough in our lives? Why are we constantly chasing more? What can we do to find satisfaction? And I think we often assume the key to a successful or satisfying life is to increase the options. We need to appeal to a wider audience so that we can keep up with our perceived and often unspoken competition. I think it's normal that we respond this way, but I think we lose something essential in the process. There's a really powerful quote from author Antoine de Saint-Exupéry that I think really captures this idea perfectly. He says, perfection is achieved not when there's nothing more to add, but when there's nothing more to take away. I think this is true in the culinary arts. It's true in design. It's true for almost everything we cherish. And the opposite is painfully true as well. 
Who among us hasn't watched a great short film trapped inside a two-hour movie? You know, you can pick out five scenes that were amazing, but the rest of the movie could have been left on the cutting room floor. Or how many times have you read a decent book that would have been a fantastic article? I recently read a book that was packed with insight in the first three chapters. Honestly, it was great, but it was about 200 pages too long. It seemed like they had to pad the book with content to make it full length so they could sell it for more money. And I get it. I understand the need to do that. I understand the need for commerce, but it would have been a fantastic article. It would have been a great medium post. It would have been a lot more shareable, I think, if it would have been a little bit more bite-sized. Or what about this? Why would we sit through a three-hour lecture when a TED Talk would suffice? I get it, professor. You spend a lot of money on that degree and you want to prove you deserve doctor in front of your name, but we don't want to hear you recite your dissertation from memory. One of the reasons people love TED Talks is because of the amazing speakers and storytellers. Another is for the fascinating stories they tell. But one essential reason that people love TED Talks is because they're digestible. They fit within a realistic attention span. They skip right through the appetizers and side dishes and they get right to the meat or quinoa, whichever you prefer. So this makes sense in principle, but how do we actually apply this concept to our lives? Think of it this way. If your life were a menu, what would be on it? Which dishes would be reflective of your unique identity and which would need to be removed immediately? If you're anything like me, you've researched ways to be more efficient, more productive. You've searched for apps that help you do more in less time. That's great. But instead of a better productivity app, perhaps all we need to do is delete some of the apps we already have. The ones that fill us up but never actually satisfy. Like the free bread at that mediocre restaurant you went to last night. Perhaps we need to reevaluate some things. Like our circle of friends, for instance. Instead of adding more friends, which I think at some time we're tempted to believe is what's important. Maybe we need to let some of them go and be more intentional with the quality friends we already have. I know this is true in my life. Perhaps we need to be more social with the strangers sitting next to us in real life than the strangers we seek validation from on social media. Social media can be a powerful tool for connection, but it can also be a powerful tool for distraction and unhealthy comparison. You know, if I have more likes, more shares, things will be better, then I'll be on track. But what if we went deep with the people around us? Perhaps we need to simplify our wardrobes. And some of us are actually experimenting with this right now in the month of March. And if you want more info on that, go back and listen to our episode, Intro to Enough. I think you might find it helpful. The bigger point 
is what if we went through our lives like a merciless chef and cut out every empty calorie until only the quality essential ingredients remained? But this is our impulse. We start to question things like, does this stifle creativity and freedom of expression? I don't like limitations. Well, on the contrary, I think it actually fuels creativity. I think it actually opens the door up for more freedom. Because doing more with less takes intentionality and focus, which we, at least I, so often lack. It requires passion and patience. And I think what it lacks in width, it more than makes up for in depth. Ask an architect, ask an artist, ask a chef, ask anyone who has built a life of contentment and satisfaction. Perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing more to take away. This is how we craft remarkable lives, by protecting our attention and by giving our limited resources to that which matters most. Because when we do this, we actually increase our emotional bandwidth, which means we have more to offer others. And that's the paradox. When we learn to live with less, we actually have more to give. Because there is always more that could be added. More money, more stuff, more weight to lose, more muscle to gain. There's always space for more. But the question is, what might you subtract from your life by constantly adding more? Committing to live this way means that some really great dishes will be left off the menu. Things we could volunteer for, opportunities we might miss, things we say no to, but these limitations actually free us up to become the best version of ourselves with no additions and no substitutions. Because it seems to me that the ideal menu for life is already there. Perhaps it's just lost among way too many side dishes and appetizers. So the only question is, what do you want your life menu to look like? Is it a six-page menu that tries to appeal to the masses? That buys into this idea of scarcity and competition? That has something for everyone but nothing of substance? Or do you want it to be a one-page menu? That draws a line in the sand? That won't appeal to everyone and you're perfectly okay with that? Because this is a reflection of who I am and who I want to be. It turns out your life is waiting for you. It's all in the art of paying attention. I want to take a second and say thank you. The fact that you've given this podcast any length of your attention is not lost on me. Because that's a precious and limited resource and I don't take it lightly. And lately, we've been getting a lot of love from Illinois. So if you're an Illinois listener, we see you. 
we appreciate you, and we would love to connect with you more. And that's where social media comes in handy. It bridges that distance gap. So if you aren't already following us on Facebook or Instagram, please do so, because the heartbeat of the attention collection is community. Because we don't become ourselves by ourselves. So join the conversation. Until next week.